Welcome into Changing the Times. My name is Josh Dacey. I'm your host, alongside my colleague, David Ulack. Spencer Grossinger is in attendance in another location where we won't get into today. It's, it sounds like there's some cars going off in the background. Don't break into your car. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of area. David, it's championship week. You know, you're going up. David, it's championship week. Yep. And um, obviously, the final four teams remain. You know, on the NFC side, we've got Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers versus Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, um, and we got Patrick Mahomes, an injured Patrick Mahomes, playing host to uh, Josh Allen. David, before we get started and break down the championship game, let's take a look back at some of the, at the divisional round games. Which what, what game stood out to you, and why? I think there's a lot of great games, but for me, at, at least for me, it doesn't make it the right one. It was the the painful game watching the end of Drew Brees' career from all accounts, just kind of watching the Saints go into the twilight, Drew Brees' career just painfully ending right in front of our very eyes. You know, they had a little bit of control of that game and then the fumble, and then when Drew Brees was called on to make plays, it just became painfully obvious that he couldn't – and he looks like he's done. He's making the right choice to retire. And it's just, just so kind of kind of sad, but also very, very happy for him that he had such a great career. Spencer, what stood out to you? What game what game comes to mind? The Ravens. It's Lamar Jackson. It's one and three in the in the postseason. It's you know, Lamar Jackson's going to get paid a lot of money in, in these playoff games. Um, he's throwing a lot more interceptions and touchdowns and turning the ball over. And I just thought that the Bills' defense really was very impressive. And I, I looked at, you know, the Bills, and, and I think that, that for them it was, it was a huge win. So I, I would say that game. Then, of course, we have the Browns with an opportunity to, to – You can't cover the whole thing, Spencer. You gotta, you no, no, fine, the Bills and Ravens. Bills and Ravens. <laughs> I tell you what, put you two in a room today, you know? <laughs> put the gloves off. I, you know, David, it kind yeah. of reminds, the way you guys are going at it, it kind of reminds me of a time where, you know, we'd be, in, we'd be in, the, in the gym, and you know guys are just going at each other the entire time, and you finally say, okay, if you want to scrap, scrap. Go ahead, just get it out of your system. You know, you know, you know what this feels like, Coach? What? Spencer might not understand this reference, and we won't get into too many details. I feel like I'm Sean Crawford, and I feel like Spencer. Kenny I knew Stewart. that's where you're going. Yeah, and you, oh. Kenny Stewart. Spencer Kenny Stewart right now. But I'm Kenny. You're Kenny. Kenny, All right. Kenny Stewart's a big time um, pharmaceutical dealer. Yeah, he's he he works well in medical sales. Right, Midwestern based company. Yes. Oh, fantastic. you know the company. I'm Kenny. You are Kenny. All right, and, and Kenny can Kenny Kenny can scrap. He can get in people's heads, probably. Uh, no, move. no, he can't. He can't. Kenny talks talk, but gets but can't walk the walk. I'm so. a CEO, but I appoint people in leadership positions, just like Kenny. Maybe, 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 maybe if that's what you want to believe. But anyway. All right, go ahead. Let's get back to champ. Let's get back to the games. Obviously, Spencer, the game that I, you were referencing, and the game that I'll bring up was Andy Reid making a phenomenal coaching decision. Obviously, they go for it on fourth and one. Um, many people thought they were just going to run it out and then possibly punt or uh, take the penalty. 
and he, and he rolls out uh, Chad Henney, backup quarterback who came in for the injured Patrick Mahomes. He rolls him out with like seven seconds left on the shot on the play clock. Hits Tyreek Hill. Game over. I thought it was a great game. I I honestly thought the Cleveland Browns squandered an opportunity to uh, go for it. I did their play calling in the in that last drive. You know, suspect I would say. Uh, I, I tip my cap to Chad Henney. Chad Henney's been in the league about he's thirty five years old. He went to Michigan, has all the quarterback records up there, but he was the last, the last four-year starter that they had up there. So, you know, he's been a serviceable backup. You know, will he get the call this week? I don't know. I, I'm hearing, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going through practice very lightly. There's still, there's still questions. David, what more can you talk a little bit about that? Have you heard any more? I think, I, I think all accounts are that he's going to play – you look at the betting lines; they're all counting on Mahomes to play. I think if once he gets confirmed, it's gonna—they say it probably will go up about a half point to a point. But all the things are pointing towards that he's gonna play. Okay. Practicing. He's he's hit every. He's cleared every protocol that he possibly can at this point. David, you brought up a game that obviously means a lot. Uh, and I thought if you talk about Drew Brees, and I remember being in college and Drew Brees was, was playing obviously with Tom Brady. And, you know, to see that career, the way it came down, and, and for all, like, even though everybody's reported it, he hasn't come out and acknowledged it. He, his wife came out on Instagram and, you know, said, uh, listed his injuries, which are phenomenal, like, you know, 11 bro, uh, cracked ribs, uh, a bruised lung, uh, or collapsed lung, and, and other, other injuries that he was dealing with. You saw it at the end of the game, uh, after the game was over, and he was standing on the field and uh, with Tom Brady and his kids. Are, Tom Brady's throwing his kids the ball. It, it's it's sad, you know. Uh, I've always been a Drew Brees guy. Um, you know, he he is a phenomenal quarterback, and and it's just sad to see, you know, his career come to an end. But hey, Father Time catches up to everybody. Maybe not Father Tom ha- hasn't caught up to him yet, but you know, it's definitely caught up to Brees. David, how will his legacy – should this be his last game? How do you think people will remind, remind, remember Drew Brees? I think you're going to remember him as one of the all-time greats in led the league in passing yards like six, seven times, like touchdowns four different times, and won the Super Bowl. You know, arguably got, you know – Canned out of another Super Bowl with a terrible pass interference call. Maybe they beat the Patriots that year. Who knows? But he's had an unbelievable career. And I think he's also going to be known for his off the field impact. You know, right when he got there, you had at the time Katrina. Katrina, you had a guy that comes in with a broken shoulder. And then you had the broken city in Katrina. And being from going to college in Louisiana, they always mend those two together. They talk about how the two brokens came together at the same time and they lifted each other up. So. I think his off the field impact will always for a guy who's that good on the field will always overshadow his on the field, at least in the community. Spencer, your thoughts on Drew Brees as a whole. I echo those sentiments about him being there for New Orleans in a time when they desperately needed it with Katrina, when they literally couldn't even practice in the state and and all the charity work that he's done with his wife. And the, the thing that's so interesting when you look back at Drew Brees' career is that it really altered football altogether because Nick Saban had a chance. He actually petitioned to get Drew Brees in Miami. And if Drew Brees would have went to Miami, then Nick would have never went to be the greatest college coach of all time. And Alabama wouldn't be where it is to, today. 
Uh, but you look back at Drew, he's a very accurate passer. He's always on time with the ball. He doesn't have the biggest arm. But he's just one of the smartest guys to play, one of, one of the best leaders in all football. Uh, he's going to be in probably that tier two. Like, I don't think he's top. He might be top five all time, but he's not Brady, Montana, or Peyton Manning because he never got to that second championship. He needed that second championship in those playoffs to, to kind of be in that top tier. Um, it, it was a really sad way that this year that he ended the season. It was an up and down off season. It was an up and down year. And he really had his chance with the Rams. That was the game that got away for Drew Brees. I completely agree 1,000%. That was the game he needed to win. Okay. No, changing sides. David, Tom Brady is going to play in the NFC Championship game on Sunday. He's been in the NFC now one year. All right, he's already in there. He's played in a phenomenal. This is, I believe, this is his ninth uh, a, a championship Sunday. Fourteenth. Fourteenth. He's played in fourteen of. Yes. <laughs> fourteen. That's it's that's a comical joke. That's unheard of. Yeah, it's just. And, and David, he doesn't look like he's slowing down. I mean, like I, I go over there. Was one play that we were that I was watching when. New Orleans jumps off sides, right? And he throws a rifle to Mike Mike, uh, Mike Evans. He gets the first down. But Donovan Smith, you know, stopped the play, jumped up and pointed out they blew the whistle dead. And he ripped into him and said, you know, I wanted that. That was a free play, you know? His leadership this year, I think, has been t- taken to another level. How much of an impact will that be on Sunday, his leadership? I think it's all the impact. I mean, if they're going to have a chance, he is going to have to lead them. On Sunday, I think you're talking about a very good team in in Green Bay, and if you you know if they do have a chance, it's gonna have to be a special game from Tom. And he's been there before, all situations. I can't say that there's a situation that is overwhelming for him. So, you know, he knows how to handle it. He's probably he's probably more the head coach this week than Bruce Arians in a lot of ways when guys are looking for certain things because he's been there and. There's no one else in that locker room has been there as much as he has. Spencer, you mentioned about Drew Brees being on the second tier. Does Aaron Rodgers need to win Sunday and ultimately another Super Bowl to solidify his legacy? Absolutely. This game, and we were talking pre the show about how to, how who needs this game more. It's certainly Aaron Rodgers. He's at the peak of his career. He has the right coach. This this Green Bay team. I mean, they are so much better, I think, than this Tampa team. I know we're going to get into our picks, but Aaron really controls this game. It's in Lambeau Field. They're used to the cold weather. And you look at just the inexperience of this Bucks team. I really believe that that the, the Green Bay running game that Aaron has is so much better than like Leonard Fournette and, and Ronald Jones and some of these guys that that Tom Brady has. I, I think Devontae Adams is so much better than anybody on the Bucs, even Mike Evans. So this game is absolutely huge for Aaron Rodgers. He, he choked that game to Russell Wilson when Wilson threw four interceptions that he couldn't deliver in that moment. And if you're going to be one of the best, you got to win when your team is this damn good. Absolutely. He, he's only played in one Super Bowl. This is huge for Aaron Rodgers. David, your thoughts? Um, yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think I think he'll, if he doesn't win a second Super Bowl at some point here, and this right now looks like his best opportunity that it's going to happen, 
he's gonna be in that tier two no matter what. I, I definitely agree with Spencer. I could get too much more into it because we could play the teams later. That so all right, so let's jump over to the AFC champ AFC game. Obviously, you know, like I said, it was an exciting game, but the Buffalo game was I I'm sorry, not the Buffalo game, the Kansas City and the Browns game was the most exciting game for me that last weekend. Um Spencer, obviously the Browns lose the game, all right. But yeah. of the four teams that lost, who do you think the Browns have the most promise of those four teams that lost last Sunday? Last Saturday, Sunday. You know, I, I'm flippity flop. I flip and flop. You know that I do that. But you know, Baker Mayfield, I thought played played a decent game, but I, I have really higher expectations for Mayfield. If he's truly gonna be great, he needed to drive that team down and win. I, you know, I looked at Baker and I don't think he's on the level of Josh Allen in the home. So he's that second tier. I really worry. Uh, I think he's below that. I worry about the Cleveland Browns going forward, coach, because we had Matt Nagy have a great first year as an offensive play caller at, under Andy Reid. And, and just Kevin Stefanski to me, I think there's a ceiling on his coaching level. I really do. Of the teams that lost, I think that the Ravens certainly have a lot of potential. I think New Orleans has a lot of potential. So Cleveland, I think that the Browns will be okay, but I'd be very surprised if they win the AFC next year. I really would be. What do you, Coach, you really think that they're going to win the AFC next year? I don't, know if I don't know if they're going to win the AFC, Spencer, but I will say this. I think that team came a long way this year. I, I, and you're, you're trashing Kevin Stefanski, who I think is going to be the coach of the year. Yeah. This year. I mean, which I think is wrong. All right. They, yeah, they, Anthony, coach of the year is not that big of it. It's really not that great. A lot of coach of the years fan, fans that phase out quick. Sure. But I also think they have a young team. I also think they have a great running back a combo and Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, uh, Jarvis Landry. I think their offensive line is only going to get better. So I, I got to be honest with you. I think the Browns are here to stay. You know, Nick, I really Nick Chubb, he couldn't catch up. He couldn't catch the ball on, on Sunday. He had his worst game as a professional. And, and here's the thing. You look at the schedule that the Browns had, that schedule was so dang easy. They're going to have a tough schedule next year. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I I dis- I, like I said, we, we can disagree. You know, I, I, think, yeah. I, think, I, I, think, I think they have a good young nucleus. That's what I, I love the Browns to be good next year. And I want Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I love Baker Mayfield. So I want you to be absolutely right. Spencer, David, you look like you're getting bored over there. So, yeah, I was just, I was just, um, what's it called? Listening to you guys. I think that the Browns, um, I mean, eleven and five divisional round seems like a stealing for the team. To be wow. I mean, uh, I mean, to say that they're going to be a twelve and four, uh, thirteen and three team is almost reckless. They, they had a historically weak schedule. It's. I think that th- this is going to be the ceiling on the team. I think it could be a perennial playoff team. Maybe they sneak into a conference championship somewhere, but I could take I David's argument. I could be David. I'm just stealing his identity, stealing his takes. Yeah, but it's just, uh, I think this is the, the absolute ceiling for this team. All right. All right. So let's talk about the other t- couple teams that did lose too. Baltimore loses. Uh, what did Buffalo do so well, David, to, uh, to, earn, to get the win? Stop the running game. That's exactly what they did. Yeah, they limited Lamar Jackson. They, they, they stopped the running game, and they've kind of exposed the Ravens for who they were. I mean, Lamar was not good at all in any way, shape, or form. And the consensus around the league—you heard all Monday, all Tuesday—was the Ravens need to get wide receivers and some skill position players because 
to me, the Ravens seem like a team that, you know, it's like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Those are the guys that can just flat out lift up a team no matter what and everyone around them. The Ravens seem like a team that can win a Super Bowl, but they also need everyone around Lamar to, to be clicking on all cylinders also. So they need to get him the right help. If not, then they're always going to be stuck in this like purgatory of where they get to the playoffs, they run through everybody, but if he doesn't have help on the outside, it's never going to happen for him because he is not that he is not that player. Yeah, well, the, one, the one thing I noticed was I don't know if you saw this. Mark Ingram was recently uh, released on Tuesday, uh, yeah. so obviously they have Dobbins. They have all the faith in moving forward, but they've got to find someone else too. That's a surprising release, isn't it? Not at all. Not really. Not at why all. now? What? 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 Why? What do you mean? Why now? Why would they release him right now? The season's over, buddy. Yeah. Well, the thing is with Lamar Jackson is that one you're going to have to be David, David, how are you going to get Lamar Jackson to have a better team than he has now? He's getting paid no money, and now he's going to be the second richest quarterback in the NFL. He's going to get over $41 million a year. Right? Making that money next year. What? Not getting that money. money next year, Spencer. No, no, but the contract, what do you think the contract for an MVP, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL is? Figure it out next year, Spencer. That's what I'm saying. No, but they're going to ink him to a long-term deal right now. Spencer, Spencer, Spencer. I don't, I don't know. They're getting learn, something, learn something about football. No, they no, they are. John Harbaugh said we're doing the you're talking without You're talking with no knowledge, zero knowledge. Spencer, mm-hmm. what he makes next year will not – even if he signs an extension – Realize something. Patrick Mahomes is not on his extension number this year. And okay. nor is Carson Wentz. Okay. Okay. Actually, Carson Wentz is on his extension number. But um going but, into this year. This year is this year. Last year, year, last year okay. he was good. Um, no, I got you. I got you. But we're so talking next, about if he finds an extension, next year is their window. Okay. Okay. It's kind of the same thing with the Browns. I mean, the Browns have a very tight window here, too. Because they're gonna sign Baker for a forty million a year. Again, we bring up this argument, okay, and this is where we're just going to pop over to to the other game that was being played with Green Bay and the Rams. After the game was over, Sean McVay, head coach Sean McVay, was asked, is Jared Goff your starting quarterback? And he says, as of right now. I think there's trouble in L.A. And, again, he's got a monster contract, David. Is it worth – is it really worth signing these guys to these big numbers? Um. I think there's only a few guys worth signing to big, big, big numbers. Um, he, it becomes very, very, very hard when you when you realize that there's like three or four quarterbacks that really could possibly deserve that money, and then the rest of them just kind of tag along. The same thing in the NBA, where there's like five guys that would deserve a max, and the rest tag along. And then out of nowhere in baseball, every pitcher gets two hundred million. So it's the same thing that happens in all sports, but you know, with with a salary cap the way it is, it's you know, there's definitely a lot to be said of just moving on, moving on from your quarterback after five years, as hard as that might be to grasp for for teams. I think it's a good idea. Like one thing about that is to sign him young. Like Jimmy Garoppolo signed that deal when he was coming off that injury, so you got him really cheap. And at the time, he was the highest paid, but then everybody surpasses that number. Yeah, but, I mean, was Jimmy Garoppolo really worth that number? Yeah, but Spencer, why did everybody surpass that number if you're so smart? Because the cap goes up. The cap went up immensely with TV money. So, like, the 
it, the Jimmy Garoppolo thing is is honestly not a great comparison. But it's a good contract. He's well worth twenty eight million dollars. Most contracts. I don't know if he is. He got through, he got to a Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins is making five more million dollars. Like let's put it this way: Patrick Mahomes' contract in time probably is going. If the cap keeps on going up, is going to look like a steal. I don't know about the cap. I don't know about everything going up right now. What I'm saying is all these contracts, if a guy is very good, mm-hmm. the cap goes up, well, right. the contracts get bigger and bigger and bigger. So by the back end of the contract, that contract looks like sometimes it's like, yeah, it's not that bad. Interesting. All right, David, so I'll ask you the same question. Of the four teams that lost, who has the most promise coming in the next year? Um, I would say the, I would say kind of back situation and I trust them to figure it out. I'd say it's the Saints because okay. of how ba- how bad the quarterback played Sunday. And it's like they got there in spite of the quarterback. They didn't get a quarterback that's confident, and it's hard for me to knock Drew Brees like that. But he didn't seem very confident on Sunday. If, 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 okay, all right. So, so let's. I agree with you completely. And this is a, this is boring. Like you guys are fighting off off camera now. You just like we're, in, we're no, no, we're fighting about the cap. And, and, tra- and Trey Lance will be in New Orleans next year. There is no doubt. Trey Lance will not get taken before the first twenty-five picks. So he will be taken by the Saints. You're asking a question that there's really one or two answers. I'm not going to say the Rams. The Rams suck. The Browns. I think they're frauds. And I mean, the Browns. The Rams, Rams don't suck, David. I'll, I'll push back there. Okay, you have Sean McVay. Cam Akers is playing great. God forbid David get a word in. You know, and then what's it called? The Browns were getting run off the field by the Chiefs until Mahomes gets hurt. So they're getting yeah, – it's like I think that the, the Saints have the, the best nucleus to, in a week around FC. All right. So here's your stat of the week. Ready? Spencer. Yeah. This, this quarterback won his eighth playoff game against an NFC conference team. Who am I talking about? Aaron Rodgers. Wrong. David. I guess it's Tom Brady because he's correct. Six Super Bowls and two wins this year. There you go. <laughs> he wasn't even in the NFC. Yeah, but but defeat. Six not. Super Bowls and two wins this year. Oh yeah. All right, Spencer. Since you got that one wrong, I'll Damn. give you. I'll give you another one. Kansas City. The, the Kansas City Chiefs host their third straight conference championship. Can you name the last team that did this? The Patriots. Wrong. Oh, no, no. That's it. Oh. I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills. The Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. There you go. And Andy Reid was the head coach, ironically, there. There you go. All right, boys. So here's, uh, here's what I also wanted to dive into. Dave, we were already talking about quarterbacks and stuff. Um, and what's interesting is if you look through the league, you know, there's a lot of – rumors and quarterback speculations of who's going to be there and who's not. You know, you can look at the top of the draft board and say Jacksonville's got an opening. Urban Meyer's going to start off a splash. You know, everyone's all all indications is that he's going to going to go with uh, Trevor Lawrence. David, let me let me ask you this question. If you were offered a King's ransom, let's say you're the New York Jets, you got a bunch of picks and you want to move up one slot to get Lawrence, would you do it? If if they believe in Lawrence is truly their guy, then no. I went through it. If, if you have any reservation whatsoever, then yes, I, I would take the picks. But if you have no reservation, you know, you're you're happy with where you're at in the draft. Because still remember that 
the draft is still lottery tickets. And if you believe you hold the the Powerball jackpot winner, you don't give up that long. I agree with you. So Spen- if, if that's what you said, no. Okay. All right, Spencer, I'll answer this question. Two, two uh, coaching vacancies remain open. Uh, obviously, Dan Gamble just took the job at, at the, with Detroit Lions. I saw your lovely press conference, you know. It was incredible. One of the best press conferences I've ever seen. I, I want, I want to bleed for Dan Campbell, or I want to get out there and work. Well, you have some ties out there. Can you talk about? Give us. Do you have any inside information? Yeah. So, so I actually got breaking news from Adam Schefter. Uh, the Eagles have hired somebody that you would have never believed. Okay, they're hiring Nick Serini, uh, the the Colts' offensive coordinator. Uh, this was kept completely under wraps for a very long time. He worked with Frank Reich. I think that this hire is, is a really, really good hire from the Eagles. They didn't even announce they were interviewing him. It just I heard you. about this last night. I'm pissed. You- the news doesn't tell you Jack. I'm pissed. I had no idea. this. I thought it was McDaniels. So really, he's in a great organization. He's a young kid. He was around Phillip Rivers. He was in he was in L.A. for a very long time as the Chargers wide receiver coach. So that's breaking news. Nick Serini's the head coach. This guy's a very nice guy, Italian guy from the from from L.A. A player. Right. Oh player. my gosh! Stop! All right, enough, enough, enough. enough. Stop. We don't know anything about him. Okay. No, he worked with Philip Rivers for a very long time. Okay. He worked under Shane Steichen. And then he he got he's with Frank Reich. He's Frank Reich's right hand man for the last 10 to 12 years. Don't you think this is a good hire coach instead of Josh McDaniels? Who's a no. Work? And I don't know. Todd Bowles, you want a McDaniels? I don't know anything about the hire. I really don't. I'll tell you this. And by the way, you are the stop. stop. Let someone else speak. Gosh, David, David, the mute button, really, really. Um, so first of all, you weren't the person, the first person to report this. He he spent the he spent basically stayed overnight at Jeffrey Lurie's house. They reported yesterday, so it does not surprise me that he's the hire. Am I disappointed? It's not McDaniel's. Yes, I am. Once again, they probably got him on a cheaper cost. Um, they're bringing in someone that's that's car that Frank Wright's right hand, so that clearly indicates that Carson Wentz. You know, regardless of anything, he's going to be the quarterback whisperer that gets into gets into Wentz's ear. So, okay, great. We'll see what happens. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a game changer for Philadelphia. I could be wrong. I wasn't high on the Doug Peterson hire, and that proved me wrong. So, you know, all right. So, David, let me ask this question before Spencer jumps in and cuts everybody off again. Spencer, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Pretty okay. good. I'm shocked. Shocked. David, Eric Bieniemy has been rumored to be a head coach for the last couple of years. There's only one vacancy open. How does this guy continue to get turned away? I think he will get the job in, in Houston, but, you know, I don't know. To me, he's the Haas coordinator the yeah. last three years. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's unexplainable. No, it's very explainable. Explain it, Spencer. Oh, God, here we go. Incredibly explainable, David. Okay, one – Josh McDaniels hasn't gotten any other head coaching jobs. But let me finish before you butt in. He still had one. He still had one. Remember that. First of all, the enemy had a sexual assault allegation in Colorado, okay? He's a running backs coach, just like Deuce Staley is a running backs coach. And and the point is, you look at Matt Nagy, he's horrible. You have have Andy Reid. You have the best best play caller and quarterback. 
What does the enemy actually do? You have the best quarterback of all time. It's just like David. Adam Gase worked with Peyton Manning. Was Adam Gase a good head coach? No, because Peyton Manning does everything. Adam Gase got two opportunities. This guy hasn't got any. I would go. I would go with this guy. Spencer, you know, you, you know, what he probably does. He probably sits in Kansas City with his thumb up his ass, and he probably picks his picks his nose all day. He's like, "Ooh, Patrick, you're so good." I'm sure he does nothing all day. What, David? What does this guy do in Kansas City? All right, you know what? You know what? I'm, right. I'm sure he just sits there and eats steak all day. And um, you know where Bianchi meet Bianchi. You know where Patrick Mahomes is ketchup on the steak for him. That's what he does. You know what being a great coach is? Doing more with less. So Biennemi needs to challenge himself, be an offensive coordinator at a lesser team, and challenge Come him. on. You wouldn't leave that position at all unless you're getting a head job, Spencer. That's the dumbest comment you could have ever made. You're well, on the verge of – won a Super Bowl, and he didn't get a head coaching job this cycle. Okay? He, he, he chose to step out. Either way. You have to get along with the owner. That's why. You have to interview well and connect with ownership. That's first how you get job. You know first way, Spencer, whether he gets a head job or not, he's not. he he wouldn't leave Kansas City. He'll sit there and make his pretty penny and just be the best offense coordinator by numbers. And Hey, NFL. David, I heard that Biennemi is not preparing well in these interviews that he doesn't. Why, from who? From who? From people at the New York Jets, okay? From unsolicited sources. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, David. Well, first of all, Biennemi's never been a head coach, even at the college level. He's never had, he'd been a head coach. Has this guy been a college head coach at the college level, Spencer? Serrini. Serrini did, did the most with, with Philip Rivers and, and Serrini. Uh, a Hall of Fame quarterback? Okay. And all right. Serrini, here's the point with Serrini is that he, he outdueled Biennemi in the interviewing process. Okay, Jeffrey Lurie likes him better. Okay. And also, coach, coach, listen, one more point. The enemy might have rejected these these head coaching jobs, period. I don't think so. You would have heard something about that, like from a real source, unlike your friends up in New York, okay? Who would want to go to Philadelphia right now with Roseman? Who would want to go to the Texans with the creepy church guy? I mean, who wants to take these jobs? Because there's 32 of them. Spencer, we've had this conversation over and over again. There is 32 head coaching positions in the NFL. All right. I think that the, I think the Eagles have made a very similar hire to what the Giants did last year, where it's, you know, you off the beaten path. You're not paying the guy a ton of money, and if you if you were to fire Howie Roseman, you can get get rid of this guy in a year anyway. Did Patricia work out, David? Hey, he do, like, do ninety do ninety percent of these coaches really ever work out? So let's be honest. That's the point, man. He's works with Patrick Mahomes. Anybody can work with that guy. Yeah. I don't know, Spencer. I, I don't believe that's the case because you know what? The Eagles have had two offensive coordinators, or I'm sorry, three offensive coordinators the last three years, and none of them have been able to work with Carson Wentz. Name one coach from Andy Reid that that is an offensive coach that worked out in the NFL. Doug Peterson. He won a Super Bowl. Doug Peterson, he he was very inconsistent as a head coach. He's he won a Super Bowl. He's unemployed right now. If he was that good, he would have been hired. He's not good. He's not a good coach. David, David, you know I cannot wait because uh, I don't I don't know. Should we announce this that Spencer's uh, you know in the process of getting in the coaching profession ourselves? And I look forward to sitting on all these hot takes, man. You know these guys are going. No, me. no, Biennemi. Listen, Biennemi does. I was too hard. For Eric. <laughs> there we go. Back, backtracking. No. Back, no, Eric deserves it. But the point is, it shows you oh. the lesson. You got to get along. You got to, you got to ace the interview. And 
Bienemy still has one of the greatest jobs in all football working. Oh with my gosh. Shoots. That's why you can't just jump back and forth like that. Are we gonna cry over Eric Bienemy that he's getting paid millions of dollars? In I wouldn't know where, I wouldn't know if he was his defense lawyer or 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 the uh, or a prosecuting attorney, you know, right now. No, no, I'm a, I'll be the prosecutor. Okay. I'll be the all right. Prosecutor. All right. Somebody, somebody has to be. I mean, 95% of people are arguing the enemy should get a job. There has to be some discussion. On Thank it. you. Someone has to play devil's advocate, and you're willing to do it. Thank you. I'm a willing participant. All right. David, with that being said, Josh McDaniels has been with the team for a long time. Just second, second go around. Do you think because what happened back in Indianapolis haunts him today, when he backed out of the backed out of that role? I, I think a lot of the same things that you know. I mean, forget like actual individual instances. I think for Josh McDaniels, there probably is a hesitance to hire hire him. Kind of what Spencer's referencing towards the enemy, but forget. There's no reference there, with Spencer. No, but what I'm saying is he was saying, you know, getting along with ownership and this, that, the other thing. I think a lot of those things actually apply for Josh McDaniels. Can you as an owner look this guy in the eye and say, I trust you? Yeah, I know. I, I felt like he was going to get blackballed forever. I'm surprised he still gets interviews, you know? I think, I think he gets he interviews out of the in a way that's unacceptable. I think he gets interviews out of respect towards Bill Belichick, but it's like, to me, I'm going to use this word. It's a ta- strong word. He's a weasel, so... Well, you, you know, it was interesting. Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels basically came out a couple of years ago, and they said basically they felt that Howie Roseman was a weak person, and they didn't have much trust with him, him, him and the organization. So that may have hurt him too. Um, that, that was reported. All right, let's dive into one more topic before we get to our picks. There's going to be some quarterback positions open. Obviously, with Philip Rivers recently retiring, uh, with Drew Brees possibly retiring, there's going to be some openings, and there's a lot of uncertainty throughout the league. David, you and I were talking about this earlier. There's at least 10 to 12 uh, quarterback quarterback uh, teams looking for a quarterback. Open up with Indianapolis. Where do we go? Spencer, obviously, they just lost this great mind in this Knicks Cassini. Oh, my God, they're probably crying in Indianapolis. Most of the people probably have no idea who he was, so he can kick the curb and see you later, buddy. Um, whatever. Doesn't matter. Okay. Wasn't that important, you know? He came up pretty big in the playoffs this year with Philip Rivers, so they're looking for they're looking for a quarterback. David, where do you think they go? I know everybody has this logical sense it's going to be Carson Wentz. I'm telling you, I don't think, in my opinion, Wentz is actually movable. When you talk about the cap hits and things like that, I think it just it's suicidal. And I don't think he's. Howie Roseman in his last year or two potentially is not going to take that much of a dead cap hit. Um, that being said, you have Jacoby Brissett. They've done that before. Probably not going to go there. He's I not under con- he's not under contract anymore. Yeah, but they, you, you can sign him, Spencer. Franchise him. You can do a one year deal. Never hurt anybody. Um, I could be dead wrong. I could see them making pulling up a couple first round picks because they seem like a very aggressive franchise, Jim Ursay and all that. I think Dak could be the move there. I wow. You ready, Spencer. No. Wrong. No. Okay. We're we're ignoring could potentially I'm gonna say this on this show. Here we go. Jacob Eason. Here we go. Yep. Jacob Eason Christ. Okay. 
Jacob Eason will be the next Aaron Rodgers. You know how, you know, Philip Rivers came out that, you know, how Brett Favre was, you know, okay. Aaron Rodgers came in after Brett Favre. I, I think Jacob Eason's a future MVP in this league. Uh, Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. Stop. Well, yeah. nine, uh, a Hall of Fame quarterback. I do. Uh, put put me down. Put me. I'm all in on Jacob. That's fair. That's fair. He's the only Colts quarterback under contract. So. He, but I don't know if Eason will ever get. If Eason never gets his chance, I'll admit I was wrong too. But I think if I'm right, the the upside of me being right is so great. I just look at the arm. You're basically already hedging your bet, and you've given yourself no credibility by saying that on air. Well, David, hit the arm strength. That's kind of like ninety percent of his arguments on the show. Dave. The arm strength elite towards the argument because you're now re referencing. Coach, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about Jacob right. Eason. Jacob Eason has the strongest arm in the NFL, other than Mahomes and Allen. So he can throw the ball seventy yards. He's in, he's incredibly mobile, very hard to bring down. Decent leadership. Eason right. is can make every single throw. He is super talented. Maybe right, the yeah. most talented yeah. we've seen. Okay. All right. You dogged him. Coming out of the coming out of, in the NFL draft last year. No, I did. I said he should have been drafted yeah, first. This is this is like this is Spencer's little boy toy. Coach, who do you think that? Yeah, I'm a Jacob Eason fan. You know, David, I, I don't know. It's interesting. There's a bunch of names out there. I I guess I could say I could say okay, well, he's under contract. You go with Easton. Uh, however, you didn't really hear too much about him versus like in the early struggles that uh that that Bill Rivers had. You know, there's they can make a number of moves. They have cap room. You know, people have talked. I've heard about Matt Stafford possibly coming down. Um, if the Lions were to move on from him, uh, you know, he, he seems like a guy that that could be a good fit. You know, guy that him, Matt Ryan, possibly. You know, depending on the structure. But I don't know. So I would I would go with an experienced quarterback. I'll go with Matt Stafford. How's that sound? I'll say Matt Stafford. All right. The, I'm going to give one more wild card that we all can't forget. Andrew Luck. Yeah, I think that's a long goal. That's a, that, that's this would be the time if he was ever going to come back. It's going to happen. Yeah, I I'm think. Just, I think it's long gone, but I'm just going to say if it's ever going to happen. Yeah, this will be it. Yeah, I I, I thought about that, but I, I just don't see it. Okay, I Chicago. It, it's just I'm throwing my wild card out there. All right, Chicago. Spencer, we'll open up with you. Who's going to be Who's going to be in Chicago? Yeah, I could see them for like. I could see them selecting Dustin Fields in the draft. They got to uh, move up to get him. I could really see the hometown kid coming back. You know, I could see Jimmy Garoppolo. He grew up in uh, in, in Chicago, and he's he's a winning quarterback. I, I could see him going to Chicago. I could see Marcus maybe going to Chicago, but I'll say Jimmy Garoppolo and a rookie quarterback. That's what I'll say. That's fair. Okay, David. Um, I think it's Nick Foles for now who will be there, but let's see. Um, who else do they bring in? <sighs> Depending on what goes on in New Orleans and stuff like that, maybe a, J uh, a Jameis Winston. I, I don't know. I think Chicago's going to be in a little bit of, of purgatory for a year or two with their quarterback situation still because they're still too good to draft truly a guy that they might really want. Don't you think they have to make a move because they're bringing Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy back? Yeah, but getting a quarterback's not that easy. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. I, I agree with you, but sometimes it's just not as – it's easier said than done. I don't know wh where they're going with it. I, I think Winston could be an option. I don't disagree with Jimmy G. Okay. 
All right. Uh, the other court, the, obviously there's, you know, you have Washington. We, uh, we can say, we can all say that they're probably drafting a quarterback. Is that a fair assessment? Probably. But you hear all the rumors of Cam Newton, you know, which is very, very. You do? Uh, I'm shocked sure big on this one. Really? If, yeah, if you pay attention to him at all uh, over the last few weeks and what he says, he thinks that Newton to Watson could be a done deal. Watson or Newton? You said or Watson? Even though they traded for Kyle Allen last year. Newton. You know why? Because Kyle Allen, they traded for him to be like a third-string quarterback. Did Herney select Newton? Marty Herney, the new GM of the Washingtons? Um, no, I don't know if he did or didn't, but obviously when he was there, they, they had a rapport and obviously Ron Rivera, they did not, they, they won games with no quarterback play this year. So maybe but David, it also could be Justin Fields. It could be. I'm okay. not. Number okay. Ohio State. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I think Newton's a real strong possibility based on the reporting. All right. So let's, what about New Orleans, David? If Drew Brees that's, is done. That's an absolute wild card. Um, I don't think that they'll move forward with Taysom Hill. I really don't, even though that would be their initial indication. Obviously, Jameis could be there. I mean, may- Mitchell Trubisky? They're definitely drafting a, they're drafting a quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky would be a, a guy, even though it's possible. Mariota's a possibility. Uh, sure. David, they're drafting Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Yeah, I mean, even though the draft hasn't happened, in Spencer's mind, it already has. Yeah, Spencer. Lamp will be available, and he's perfect for that offense. Maybe it will be. Tasty. I'm, you know, as as, hurt, as hurtful as it is to my pride, because I've said it, I'm going to go Taysom Hill right now. All right, David, 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 one more. New England. Um, New England. Trey Lance is perfect for that offense. You know, it's phenomenal what Josh McDaniels was able to do with uh, no. with Cam Newton. I think it's Jacoby. Not going to fit there. No. I think I think Brissett comes back when they when they strike out on trying to get Watson and yeah. You know. How about All Mac, right. David? How about Mac? Kyle Trask. No, Kyle Trask. Kyle, Kyle Trask. No way. Immobile. I don't think he's really that good of a quarterback. Um, Mac Jones could be a possibility. But right, who's picks first, the 49ers or the or the Patriots? Whoever's picking will get Mac. All right, one more. David, where does the Sean Watson end up? Spencer's pointing Philadelphia. I I think um well that's quarterback factory. Um I I think he ultimately ends up with <laughs> the probably the Dolphins, but if not then Tua going to Miami or Houston, huh? I, I just think it's the only team that you know, as all the articles this week, it's all the rage. I know you said you know Deshaun Watson to the Jets, but in every article there's like at the end of it, like there's like a two they write like a two page article and then in the two sentence blurb. Uh yeah, but Deshaun Watson would have to accept the trade. I just don't see him doing that. Um, he was flirting with San Francisco over the weekend, too. I don't yeah, know if you saw yeah, that. I was, was going to say San Francisco seems like another logical fit. Spencer. Yeah. David. 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 Yeah. 
I think that the Houston Texans, if they're going to trade Deshaun Watson, they have to have a great replacement for Deshaun Watson. And if they traded him to the to the 49ers, there's no quarterback on the 49ers that equals the value of Deshaun because Jimmy Garoppolo is too injured. So I believe that then the logical fit is the New York Jets because the Texans have not made a head coaching hire yet. And 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 Zach Wilson would be a logical fit in Houston. And Zach Wilson's coach last year is Jeff Grimes, who is in Texas, who will take that Texans job. So if I were the Texans, I would not hire a head coach until the draft is over, and I would select. Are you Zach out of your mind? Well, first of all, I think that the Texans should take Zach Wilson and trade uh, Watson to the New York Jets. And by the way, Watson and Robert Sala would get along very well. And Watson, your well coach, for Watson's brand, it's perfect uh, to be in New York City. I absolutely agree. And also, the AFC East is a weak division. Does he accept the trade? Does John Watson say, yes, I want to go to the New York Jets? I think that's the ultimate no. Why is Miami a little bit better than the Jets? The Jets have talent. The Jets have a lot of picks. Yeah, and they're gonna trade it. So you think Taylor is the David Watson? What they have in value is then a talentless roster that, as nowhere, you have traded. What the one thing that you can build your roster with are picks. You're trading them all for Deshaun Watson. So if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm like, yes, they're in a great position in the draft. But once you get me. You're not in such a great position anymore, and there's no talent around here. Now I'm just going to be in this purgatory. Remember, Deshaun Watson had an all-time great season this year. No matter what you want to say, Spencer, well, four quarterbacks to lead the league in passing, yep. 70% completion, uh, over 8.5 yards of com- five yards of passing. Good for good for him. He also played in a crap division. He didn't win. Spencer, stop. The other four, three quarterbacks that did that won Super Bowls. It was like Steve Young, Montana, and someone else. Right, right. 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 Do what he did, not and ends up four and twelve. I don't think yeah. it has anything to do with him winning. No, great job, great job. Okay, real quick, let's wrap this. Get ready to wrap this up, David. Uh, Andy Reid made a ballsy decision uh, last week uh, to, to go for it on fourth and one. What coach is going to have the greatest impact on Sunday's game? Um, I think um, I think it's I think it's still be Andy Reid. He's trick up his sleeve. I think it's you know. I think he's the only. I think he's the only coach out there that has a wild card in him. Spencer, what coach are we going to be talking about the most for his bonehead decisions on Sunday? Kevin Stefanski. In Sunday's game, Spencer, he's uh, not playing. Jesus, uh, we're gonna. I'll tell you who we'll be talking about. We'll be talking about. We'll be talking about either Andy Reid. Or we'll be talking about Bruce Allen. I'll okay. say Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Okay, sounds good. All right, all right. All right. So let's go to our pick, uh, pick six. David, you want to talk talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we're we're going to do our regular picks. We're going to do the over-unders, and I got two player props that I will give you at the end. Okay, so the uh, first – But what were the records last week? I uh, Spencer did uh, – You what did you go, 6-0? Spencer did not go anywhere close to 6-0. I went 3-1 and one last week. No, no, Spencer did not go six and zero last week, Coach. No, so he he went. Uh, do you have the sheet, or do we, do we have to go back later? And that's fine. Let's just go next. Yeah, we, yeah, we have to we have to go back later. I don't have a sheet for me. Always four. So, David, so we'll start off with the with the NFC Championship game. Spencer, who do you like? 
I, I like Green Bay. I like them by like 14 points, by at least 14. It shouldn't be close. They're a much better team. You're taking Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay. We're all taking Green Bay. Okay. Um, the over-under in the game, I'll kick it off. It's um, 51 and a half. I'll take the under. Spencer. I'll go under since you're taking too long. Okay, go ahead. I'll go over then. Okay. Um, we're going to do a player prop here, Spencer. Um mm-hmm. And I'm going to go obscure. I'm not just going to go passing yard because, you know. Yeah, let's go obscure. Um, what, whatever the guy's name is. Um, Robert Tanyan, all right? Yeah. Okay. Re- receiving yards, 33 and a half. I'll go over. Yeah, over. Okay, I'll take the under just to be different, uh, even though I, I half agree with you guys. Tight end position. Yep. All right. Um, he should have been a pro bowler. Should have well, been. David, you might be right because Devin White's going to be covering him. Uh, I'm just going to say under just to be a little bit different, but yeah, who knows? Um, Chief, Chiefs Bills, Spencer, you want to kick it off? Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Coach here. Uh, I think I'm feeling the Bills. I think it's Buffalo Bills time. I'll give you the score: thirty-five to twenty-three. Nice, nice, nice in a blowout fashion. I'll, I'll take hey. it. Okay, I will go with the rock star. I'm taking uh, Buffalo. All right. Um, 53 and a half is the over under. I will take the over. I will go over as well. I think it's going to be a, a shoot con- shootout. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go under. Or shoot, I said the score was over. <laughs> I'm over. You, you got to go. You gave a score in your prediction. And now I'm under the score. Yeah, so you're going to go over. Okay. I'm all over the place. All right. Here, 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 here's, here's a good one, all right? Rushing attempts for Devin Singletary, nine and a half. Uh, wow. Yeah. I, will, I will go. I will get you thinking. <laughs> wow. All right. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. I'm, the, I'm going under. Zach Moss. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under with um Spencer, but the, these player props will really get you thinking at times. Really good. Yeah. All right, boys. It was a it was a fast fifty minutes, Spencer. As fun. always, sometimes yeah. you're on the one side, other times you're on the other. You know, Spencer. You Spencer brings character to the show, and that's all we could ever ask from him. I just I got I just got a text. You know, from Eric. Who's Eric? Eric the enemy. Yeah. All right. Said I'm doing a good job speaking up for him on the show. Yeah, I guess he didn't listen to the first half of it when you're killing him. No, I know. I know. Hey, hey, we have fun. You know what they say, always forward, never back. And yeah, I, love, hey, I love you, Eric. All right, boys. David, you want to take us out? Take right, us out. For listening, out. you can catch it on Google Play, Apple, iTunes Store. Let's see what else. Spotify, Anchor Sports, anywhere you can download podcasts. And, and until next time. We've got changing of the times.